Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday, President's Day. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Look around and you'll see 
Walking through the rooms of our sacred home, where our base high dust stood. Now the foxes roam, overcome with grief by their awful plight. Such a desecration to the holiest of sights. But one man shed no tears. He just stood there, laughed and smiled. He answered their confusion and explained. This destruction was foretold before our home is built anew. So I smile as I see those words come true. Though we wait for so many years, our faith remains the same. That soon the time will come when we will know of no more pain. And though we've cried so many tears, we are comforted by you. Akiva, Akiva, Nihamta. Could we have known it would take this long? Clinging to your hopeful words, trying to be strong. You're the one who taught that we too can find. Beyond the pain and sorrow, there is a greater plan in mind. That one day we'll see the glory of our eternal base amikdash, as the sounds of laughter fill our streets again. Our elders and our children in the city of our King, b'dechoyevoyz Yerushalayim, and though we so many years our faith remains the same that soon the time will come when we will know of no more pain though we've cried so many tears we are comforted by you Akiva Akiva And though we wait for so many years, our faith remains the same. That soon the time will come when we will know of no more pain. And though we cry, so many tears, we are comforted by you.
breath I take, every move I make, I'm breathing you. Every word I say, every single day, I speak of you. You bring me up, you take me down, my heart's awake and I see you now. And through the nights when I'm afraid, I close my eyes. And I feel your grace Every move I make, I'm breathing you. Every word I say, every single day, I speak of you. You bring me up, you take me down. My heart's awake and I see you now. And through the nights when I'm afraid, I close my eyes and I feel your grace. Shape of size. 
It's rooted deep in our history. It's a spark that we carry inside. If we join as one today, we can build a better tomorrow. You and I have always shared one heart. We were never meant to.
שנת יעקב צהלה ושמחה, בראותם יחד את חילת מרדכי. שושנת יעקב צהלה ושמחה, בראותם יחד את חילת מרדכי. שושנת יעקב צהלה ושמחה, בראותם יחד את חילת מרדכי. שושנת יעקב צהלה ושמחה, בראותם יחד את חילת מרדכי. תשועתם היית Sweetheart, tell Mama. Oh, Mama, oh. Mama. We're snowed in here. Oh. The car wouldn't start this morning. <laughs> I think both kids have the measles. Oh. The doctor can't come until 5 o'clock. I'm coming down with a cold. The freezer is broken and all the food is spoiled. <sighs> and the house is a mess. And on top of that, Mama, 20 ladies from my Hadassah chapter are coming for lunch at 1 o'clock. <laughs> Mama, what am I gonna do? Don't worry, sweetheart. Mother is here. <laughs> First of all, I'll go to the supermarket and I'll pick up to eat. 
Then I'll take the subway to the Long Island Railroad, and I'll take the train. Oh, Mama, Please, darling, you. it's only an hour and a half to the bus. <laughs> and then I'll take the bus, and from where the bus stopped, I'll walk the 14 blocks to your house. And for you, darling, I'll put the children to bed, and for you, I'll change the sheets, and I'll give them an aspirin so they shouldn't yell, and I'll clean up the house, and I'll cook something nice for the 20 ladies. They'll love it. Just don't worry, darling. Everything will be okay. Isn't that what a mother is for? Oh, Mama. Thank you. I feel so much better. By the way, sweetheart, if it's snowing and the car wouldn't start this morning, how did Sam get to work? Sam? What's Sam? Sam, your husband! My husband's name is Paul. Is this Tremont 71166? No, this is Tremont 71177. That mean you're not coming? <laughs> Monday morning at JM in the AM. Oh, yes. As someone pointed out on the app, uh, if it was uh, one month of Adar, we'd be fasting today. Today would be Tanita Stair. Tonight is Purim Katan. How do you like that? Yes, that's right. Those who are uh, heading to Mincha later, keep in mind, we say no Tachanun Tuesday and Wednesday, Purim Katan and Shushan Purim Katan, and no Tachanun today at Mincha because uh, it is Erev Purim Katan. So keep that all in mind. It's Monday on this February the 18th, the 13th of Adar 1, the year 5779. Here in the U.S., in the United States, it is President's Day, and I welcome all of you who are tuned in, no matter where you are. Shoshana Yaakov, great song. Uh, for Purim or Purim Katan, that's Shlomo Katz. Simcha Liner with Eliyahu. You heard Yaakov Shweki in One Heart. Up was done by Yoni Z. Baruch Levine, brand new with Akiva. Mapecha, that's Omer Adam, Mayor Sherman's Masecha Hashem, our Monday morning theme song. And, of course, Regesh with Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. 35 degrees, 95% humidity, winds are northeast at 5 miles per hour. That comedy segment, pretty appropriate for these parts. With morning uh, rain and snow showers and a high temperature of 47. Then tonight, mostly clear, low 23. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high temperature, 38 degrees. 45 right now in Yerushalayim. We're at 35 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Listener Devorah says, thanks for the funniest act. I love that one with the mother and daughter. <laughs> um, Trucker Yitz, happy birthday to the presidents. So we had overnight snow in the Catskills, but the roads are plowed. And if it's okay to work today, we'll be listening on. Uh, we'll be listening along the way. Thank you, Trucker Yitz, and everybody who's been commenting on our app. Much appreciated. JM and the AM as we continue on this uh, Monday morning broadcast uh, with Shmuley Unger at JM and the AM.
כולם יחד יחד חילת מרדכי. תשועתם היית לנצח ותקוותם בכל דור ודור. לאודיים שכל כובבך שלא לא 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 יבובו שוב ולא לא 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 יקרלמו אוי 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 לנצח ולא יקרמו יקרמו לנצח כל החוסים החוסים בך לא יקרמו יקרמו לנצח כל החוסים החוסים בך
tell you that after I'm gone you should give the store to our son Jack. But Papa you know Jack. He always wanted to make changes. He'll run it down. Better you should give it to Joey. Okay, Mama. But the house in the country should go to our daughter Ethel. Papa... What does Ethel need that big house? They have no children. She'll never use it. Better you should give it to Doris. Okay, Mama. <laughs> but the new car, I would like for our Freddy to have. Freddy? But, Papa, you know how crazy Freddy is with his reckless driving and with the girls. Better you should give the car to Jack. <sighs> Mama... Who's dying, you or me? <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. Monday. It's Adar. Tonight is Purim Katar, and today is President's Day here in the USA. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's all in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. You heard the Chaim David with Shoshana Yaakov. You heard Lipa with Shoshana Yaakov. Bederech was Milech Cohen. Machabracha was Shmuley Unger. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JMDM. Galitzal, Yerushalayim, Asha'a 2, Shalom Rav, Khan Rani Yovnei, Ima Shekorei Achshav. יושבת ראש התנועה והשרה לשעבר, חברת הכנסת ציפי ליבני, הודיעה לפני זמן קצר על פרישתה מהחיים הפוליטיים. כתבתנו אותה לזרביב, שמע אותה. שנים אמרתי קודם המדינה, אחר כך המפלגה, אחר כך אני, ואני שמה את עצמי היום בצד, ומודיעה שהתנועה בראשותי לא תתמודד בבחירות הקרובות. אין לנו מספיק כוח פוליטי לממש את הדרך שלנו לבד. היום אני מבקשת מכם סליחה. בידיעה שעשיתי ככל יכולתי למען המדינה האהובה שלי, אבל זה כבר לא תלוי בי. בעקבות ביטול ההשתתפות של פולין בוטלה ועידת וישיגרד והתקיימו במקומה פגישות אישיות. כתבת חדשות החוץ, מאיה רכלין. כיוון שפולין מחרימה את פסגת וישיגרד, הוועידה לא תתקיים, כך אישר משרד החוץ. במקומה יערכו מפגשים אישיים של שאר המנהיגים בקבוצת וישיגרד, צ'כיה, סלובקיה והונגריה. מוקדם יותר היום הודיע ראש ממשלת פולין, מתאוש מורוביאצקי, על ביטול השתתפותו במפגש בירושלים, זאת בעקבות המתיחות בין ישראל לפולין, ואמירותיו של שר החוץ ישראל כץ. 
משרד החינוך מודיע כי יפסיק לפרסם את הישגי בתי הספר במבחני המיצב, מדווחת כתבתנו פיי גוטמן. לאחר שפרסום תוצאות המיצב הביא למשבר אמון בין משרד החינוך למנהלי בתי הספר ואף לסכסוך עבודה מטעם הסתדרות המורים, מודיע היום המשרד באופן חד צדדי על הקפאת הפרסום ברמה הבית ספרית. במשרד מודים כי פרסום התוצאות הביא לפגיעה של ממש בתפקוד התקין של מערכת החינוך ואף שוקלים לבחון מחדש את כל מתכונת בחינת המיצב. פערים משמעותיים בייצוג ובשכר בשוק בין נשים, יוצאי אתיופיה וערבים אקדמאים ביחס לשאר האוכלוסייה בישראל. כך עולה מדוח של משרד העבודה והרווחה. כתבתנו שיר עזרף. מהמדד עולה כי נשים, אתיופים וערבים שרכשו השכלה נתקלים במחסומי כניסה ופערי שכר גבוהים מאלו של מקביליהם הלא אקדמיים. עוד עולה כי יוצאי אתיופיה כלל לא מועסקים בענפים מרכזיים בשוק העבודה, וכי נשים יוצאות אתיופיה ונשים ערביות מרוויחות פחות מחמישים אחוזים מהשכר הממוצע במשק. לעומת זאת, גברים חרדיים אקדמאים הם קבוצת המיעוט שמשולבת בצורה המיטבית ביותר. מפלגת הלייבור בבריטניה במשבר, שבעה חברי פרלמנט הודיעו כי הם פורשים מהמפלגה ומעתה ישבו בפרלמנט כקבוצה עצמאית. לוסיאנה ברגר, מחוקקת יהודייה, אחת הפורשות, טענה במסיבת עיתונאים כי האנטישמיות ששוררת במפלגה הובילה בין היתר למהלך הדרמטי. I cannot remain in a party that I have today come to the sickening conclusion is institutionally anti-Semitic. זו הייתה החלטה קשה וכואבת, אבל הכרחית התביישתי להישאר במפלגת הלייבור. לנוכח המסקנה המכליאה שהגעתי אליה, שהמפלגה היא אנטישמית באופן ממסדי, ואני לא יכולה להישאר בה, כך ברגר. מנהיג הלייבור, ג'רמי קורבין, אמר בתגובה כי הוא מאוכזב מההחלטה. מזג האוויר קר מהרגיל בעונה עם גשם מקומי מלווה בסופות רעמים, חשש לשיטפונות בנחלי המזרח והדרום. כתבנו רמי שני מעדכן שכביש 90 נחסם לתנועה מצומת הערבה ועד לשפך זוהר הכיוונים בעקבות סחף על הכביש, סעו בזהירות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning for many people, including us. It's back to school and back to work. For others, they're off today on President's Day. Tonight is Purim Katan. I remind you all that this is the place to be during the month of Adar and during any month of the year. Right here at J.M. the A.M. every single weekday morning. And, of course, with the Nahum Single Network all day long. So if you paid careful attention to the um, newscast this morning that was uh, coming out of Israel. There were a couple of interesting news stories that I want to alert you to. The first is Zippy Livni has uh, quit politics. Yeah. Um, former foreign minister, excuse me, foreign former foreign minister Zippy Livni announced that she is uh, quitting politics and will not run in the April 9th election at a tear-filled press conference at Tel Aviv's Beit Sakala. 
Without mentioning Yeshatid, Labor, or the Israel Resilience Party, Livni conceded that she did not succeed in bringing about the mega block on the center left that she had been working on for months. There needed to be one block to bring about a political upheaval, she says, but it didn't happen. I worked for the joining of forces. This time it didn't work. Livni broke out in tears when she asked for forgiveness from everyone who wrote her asking not to leave politics. She said she's leaving knowing she did all she could for her country. I always said first country, then party, then me, she said. I am once again setting myself aside and announcing that my Hatanua party will not run. We don't have enough power to run alone. I wouldn't forgive myself if votes cast for me were lost. No recent polls have predicted the party crossing the 3.25% electoral threshold. Polls broadcast on Channel 12 Sunday night predicted 1.1% and some even said 0.5% for the party. Livni bashed Prime Minister Netanyahu on her way out, lamenting that under his leadership, left has become a bad word. She accused him of repeatedly harming democracy and attacking the press. I'm leaving politics, but I won't let hope for peace leave Israel. She concluded, I'm sure this path will return and we will win. Labor leader Avi Gabay unceremoniously kicked Livni out of the Zionist Union Alliance on live television January 1st. Since then, Hatanua failed to attract the following. Neither Labor nor Yeshatid nor the Israel Resilience Party expressed interest in having Livni on their lists ahead of Thursday's deadline for lists to be submitted to the Central Elections Committee. Since entering the Knesset in 1999, Livni's run with Likud, yes, Likud, Kadima, Hatanua, and the Zionist Union. She has served as Foreign Minister, Justice Minister, Regional Cooperation Minister, Construction, Housing Minister, and Immigration and Absorption Minister. She came close to becoming Prime Minister in 08, but didn't succeed in forming a government after former Prime Minister Ehud Olmert resigned. In the 09 election, she led Kadima to one more seat than Lee could, but Netanyahu was asked to form the government. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, so Tzipi Livni is out of Israeli politics. In um, in the world of politics in Great Britain, an interesting update for everybody. And that is that, um, that um, Liverpool Wavertree Member of Parliament Luciana Berger has quit the Labour Party. Ms. Berger was one of a number of Labour members of Parliament to announce they are leaving the party at a press conference. Um... She has frequently criticized Jeremy Corbyn's leadership, particularly on the issues of Brexit and tackling anti-Semitism within the party. A Jewish member of parliament, Ms. Berger, has spoken of the abuse she has faced and said she has been deeply disturbed by Mr. Corbyn's methods of dealing with it. So there you go. Hooray for Luciana Berger. Uh, leaving the Labor Party along with some others. All right. J.M. the AM, <coughs> excuse me, J.M. the AM at 17 minutes after 7 o'clock.
נפש ונפשו, אשר ישלטו היהודים, אשר ישלטו היהודים, אימו בסייניהם, אין נפח ונפחו, אשר ישלטו היהודים, אשר ישלטו היהודים, אימו בסייניהם.
Shamayim yesh armon Vahamelech yoshev lo bifnim Malachim misvivo Vahashad naul Vyodea kitzad nikhnasim Nisinu Vahelef drachim Tumaot rabot vetachanunim Utfilot chazakot Shiyotzot mehalel Vahadayin lo matzlichim Ach yesh lanu derer דרך אחת שאנחנו עוד לא מנסים. חייבים כל עם כל ישראל יושיטו ידיים זה לזה. הצטרפו הידיים, הצטרפו הידיים, ויגיעו עד כיסא הכבוד.
Monday morning, it's JM in the AM at 7.30 in the morning on this President's Day. Erev Purim Katan, as someone pointed out earlier, if there was one Adar, we'd be fasting today. It would be Tanis Esther. How do you like that? Um, mitzvah Abba, that was Michal Przanski. Avramel had Zelazeh. Yehuda Green with an Ahapohu. <coughs> Excuse me. A good Adar song here at JM. In the AM. Mayor Weingarten follows JM in the AM with the Israel show coming up at 9 a.m. Eastern time right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Keep it here for that. I would assume that no matter what he was planning on speaking about today, now that Sippy Livni has resigned, I assume he'll uh, have some comments about the up-to-date current Israeli political situation. That's just my guess. We'll probably find out a little later on. Also, Tamir Goodman has an event coming up here in the U.S., in the New York area, the great ball player <clears throat> and now the great coach and motivator, Tamir Goodman, he um, he's going to be in New York. We'll explain the whole thing and uh, give you all the information coming up. He'll join us here uh, just under a half hour from now at the top of the hour at JM in the AM. Well, I'm told we're giving Rabbi Goldwasser the day off. Aren't we nice? We certainly are. So we continue with plenty more. Levy Cohen is next. You're listening to JM in the AM.
sun won't dry you out two raindrops won't end this drought but a little bit of friendship goes a long way if you got a friend you'll be okay a little bit of friendship goes a long way it'll bring you some muscle you'll be okay so give me a whistle a whistle and muscle give me a whistle a whistle and click give me a whistle a whistle and muscle give me a whistle a whistle and click Okay, little bit of friendship goes a long way. It'll bring you some 
bissola, bissola, Give me a bissola, 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 Your hand to a friend, don't hesitate. Hot chocolate, be salad is all that it takes. Brighten someone's day, that will do the trick. Bring in some mazo, you'll bring in some bling. A be salad mazo, a be salad gleek, I'll give you some mazo, I'll give you some bling. Valentine mazo, come in to me. A little bit of French goes a long way. If you got a friend, you'll be okay. Little bit of friendship goes a long way. Bring you some puzzle, you'll be okay. So give me a whistle, a whistle and muzzle. Give me a whistle, a whistle and click. Give me a whistle, a whistle and muzzle. Give me a whistle, a whistle and click. Give me a whistle, a whistle and whistle. A whistle and muzzle, a whistle and click. Give me a whistle, a whistle and muzzle. Give me a whistle, a whistle and click. Give me a whistle, a whistle and muzzle.
fat and rode out of the west with a Mogan David on his silver vest. He was mean and nasty right clear through, which was kind of weird because he was yellow too. They called him Irving. Big Irving. Big short Irving. Big short fat Irving. The 142nd fastest gun in the west. He came from the old bar mitzvah spread, schlepping a salami and pumpernickel bread. He always followed his mother's wishes, even on the range he used two sets of dishes. Irving. Big fat Irving. Big sissy Irving. The 142nd fastest gun in the West. A hundred and forty-one could draw faster than he, but Irving was looking for one forty-three. Walked in the salt saloon like a man insane and ordered three fingers of two cents plain. Irving. Big fat Irving. Big sport Irving. The hundred and forty-second fastest gun in the West. The James boys was coming on a train at first sun And the town said, Irving, we need your gun Well, that train pulled in at the break of dawn Irving's gun was there, but Irving was gone Irving Big fat Irving Big help Irving The 142nd fastest gun in the West Well, finally, Irving got three slugs in the belly. It was right outside the Frontier Deli. <laughs> he was sitting there twirling his gun around, and Butterfingers Irving gunned himself down. <laughs> Irving. Big fat Irving. Big dum-dum Irving. Big dum-dum dead Irving. The 142nd fastest gun in the West. Really? <laughs> oh, yes. It's, it's Adar here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Wow. I'm losing my voice this morning. <laughs> 
literally. <clears throat> Someone came over to me last night at a wedding that I was working and uh, and and really overdid it as nice as it was uh, in telling me uh, how good my voice is. And then <laughs> and the, I don't know. I think I think they gave some type of eye and horror because. I am having trouble talking this morning, my gosh. Monday morning on this President's Day tonight is Purim Katan. We're just over an hour away from Mayor Weingarten and the Israel Show. He's got a whole list of topics for today, including um, someone who on live primetime television in Israel said that Israeli soldiers who serve in Judea and Samaria are quote-unquote animals. He'll discuss that and a whole bunch of other stuff, and I assume he'll toss in a comment about the news of the day that Sippy Livni has quit Israeli politics. It's all coming up, Mayor Weingarten, at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. By the way, there'll be no after further review today. Yoni Pollock has the day off, so you'll have to wait a week before hearing his uh, rant regarding uh, John Elway. And um, Uh, Jake Novak with Novak Now will be coming up at uh, 10 o'clock, excuse me, at 11 a.m. Eastern Time uh, right here at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network. More coming up six minutes before 8 o'clock with Yaakov Shweki. Hey, ah, 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 ah,
Yaakov Shweki. Yeah, I really think I lost my voice last night. I don't know what happened. Yaakov Shweki wrapping up the hour on a Monday. It's President's Day. Erev Purim Katan. And this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and, of course, the beloved NSN app. Well... Uh, yesterday I discovered, it was either Saturday night or yesterday, I discovered that Tamir Goodman is coming to the United States. Um, most people in this audience know who he is and know his incredible, uh, the incredible impact he had on the Jewish world and the basketball world years ago. And really, he keeps he keeps having it, frankly. And to some of the ways he keeps having it, we're going to describe and discuss in this morning's conversation. Uh, Tamir Goodman is running a special basketball clinic 
for boys aged 10 through 19 coming up on Sunday, March the 3rd here in New York City. Not just in New York City, but about two blocks from here. <laughs> you could walk very quickly from this studio uh, to Basketball City where he's going to be uh, on the Sunday March the 3rd. We'll get into details about the event and a bunch of other stuff he's doing as he joins us live from Israel. Tamir Goodman, shalom and welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Huge fan of yours, huge fan of the show. So it's just humbled and honored. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, first of all, get us up to date on what's happened in Israel over the last week. Well, what's the story with Hapoel Yushalayim? Did they grab the championship that Maccabi Tel Aviv usually grabs, or is this a totally different thing? Yes, we won the Israeli Cup, um, which is a, a big achievement for us. Um, however, it's not the league. It's just the Israeli Cup. Mm. It's uh, it's almost like a tournament, almost like a tournament within the league itself. Uh, it's a great achievement for us, but ultimately we still want to win the league and uh, continue to win the way we're winning in Europe right now. And the um, and, and that tourney is generally won by Maccabi. Is that is that the way it usually goes? Yes. Over the last forty years, Maccabi's won won it almost every year. So. so- uh, this is our fifth time, I believe, winning it over all the years, but it's it's a great achievement for us and, and good momentum, and hopefully we'll continue to move forward. And when is the league championship decided? What month does that take place? Usually in May and June. Very cool. And Hapol Yushlaim is the team that has Amari Stoudemire? Correct. Amari's back with us. Um, it's just been a great... You know, it's just a great, just a great to have him around, both on and off the court. On the court, just you just when you see him practice, you see him in the warmups, you see him in the games. You could just tell that he played in the NBA for 15 years. It's just an honor to watch him on the court, and off the court, he's become really a a, a Jewish leader almost. You know, I see him on Shabbat. He's walking the show, you know, wearing his talit and holding a sitter, and you know, we're we're able to talk about the parsha together, and you know, he's wearing tzitzit, and it's just. It's absolutely incredible what's going on here. So it's it's been it's just I feel honored to be part of this whole project as well too. And when and when you say us, uh, that's because you have what role with Hapol Jerusalem and how long have you had it? Yeah, this is my sixth season with Hapol Jerusalem. Um, I am the head of international development, which basically means I connect. Um, mostly Americans to Hapol Jerusalem. We built a special platform where. Bar Mitzvah trips, Bar Mitzvah trips. Um, we have a special uh, arrangement with Ashar Khayal where we raise money for uh, soldiers to come to the games and sit in the suite. Um, Federations of North America, any type of groups, OU, the, uh, just any group that's coming over, we can host them at the arena. Um, we also host Machot. It's almost like a Simcha Hall at the arena, and really just try to do as much good as possible through basketball, through Uphold Jerusalem, and it's just more than a dream come true for me, uh, whether it's helping underprivileged kids. Sometimes there's kids that, you know, a couple years ago we needed to raise money for a girl that needed surgery. She had cancer, she needed surgery in, in Philadelphia. We brought her out to half court uh, at a timeout, and almost every single person in the arena donated, and she was able to, to make the trip to Philadelphia, and it saved her life. Wow, um, wow. So that kind of using the platform of basketball to do chesed, connect people to Israel and Judaism, and basketball in a fresh way very cool very cool and, and you know me there's nothing to me that uh, i mean there are many other ways obviously and avenues to connect people to israel but sports is such an amazing and incredible way and obviously you get that completely um i was there once i was in the hapol yushalayim arena 
one time. The energy is amazing. And to think that there's another place, and again, I'm sorry I keep making these comparisons to Maccabi, but you know their history. To think there's another place in the country that has the energy that we often saw and continue to see in Tel Aviv is just incredible. Uh, it, it, it must give you goosebumps every time that game starts and the crowd's so energized. It's something unbelievable, and it's I could tell you that uh, I've personally seen with my own eyes very big NBA general managers that come to scout players, um, very, very big NBA agents that are also looking at players. They come to the arena, and they literally can't put their phone down. They're, they're filming the crowd, and I don't know who they're sending it to, but they're so <laughs> impressed with the energy. It's, it's almost like, you know, why can't we have this in the NBA type, type of thing, you know? And I've seen it many times with my own eyes, and... Um, it's, it's, Israelis are very passionate people. Um, they love the team and there's an incredible energy in there every night. It's, it's, it's very special when they sing a tikva. It's very special at the end of the game. They sing Yerushalayim Shal Zahav. And like you said, it always gives you the goosebumps. Now, Tamir Goodman is with us. <clears throat> we'll get to his event and I'm hoping he has some time for us this morning to stay on, stay on the phone from Israel for a while. Um, you're familiar, I'm sure, despite the loss this past Saturday night, it was a real heartbreaker. Uh, you're familiar with just how amazing the Yeshiva University men's basketball team is doing, right? I am very familiar, very close to the program, and I am so proud of the players, the coaching staff, the extended coaching staff, the families, just everyone who's involved in this right now. Um, I'm just so proud and so happy to see them, and especially proud of the fans and excited for the younger generation of, of future Jewish basketball players and fans that could watch this team just, the way they play on the court is so beautiful, represents such a high level of basketball, and the way they represent them, themselves off the court and how they're involved in the community. I'm just, I, I, sometimes I'm just holding back tears watching game tape of them and just, just seeing what's going on and seeing how the fans and the communities embrace this and the, the light that they're bringing to the world through basketball. It's just congratulations to everyone involved and Coach Steinmetz and I, I just so proud of them. Yeah, big game tonight, by the way, big game tonight. And and if anyone thinks you're overstating this whole concept of how they represent us as a Jewish people, not only the team and not only the university, you are not overstating it. I'm a witness to that. They are simply remarkable. Now, frankly, um, it, it's well known that some of the players who get to Israel, so I'm thinking they would be 17, 18, maybe 19 years old, who get to Israel traditionally for their gap year, they will meet up with you and you literally will train them or help them train for a career in Division Three basketball. And 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 many of the players that we know that you know that that, that, my, that my kid who sits at all these games you know and knows their numbers and uh, and names by heart, a lot of them have trained uh, under your leadership while they've been in Israel. Now, frankly, and, and two things come to mind. Number one. Very often, when the high school seniors who turn into gap year students head to Israel, the furthest thing from their mind is continuing their their basketball acumen. You know, they they tend not a criticism, just an observation. They tend to spend a lot more time in the Beit Midrash than they're used to. Uh, they tend to really get into things as as one would during the experience in Israel. Uh, is it difficult for someone to convince them? Hey, part of your time needs to be spent getting on the court and getting ready for next year? I don't think it takes a lot of convincing. Uh, I think that it's the way that you know we try to train the players is that basketball isn't separate from any one of your other goals in life. Basketball is just a tool that will help you live out your dreams and other, other aspirations 
through the language of basketball, the work ethic, the dedication, the resilience, getting up and training at a level that you could have never imagined was possible, but then seeing that you're doing things that you never thought were possible either, and it's just, you know, having that type of faith and work ethic and never letting society dictate what you can or cannot do and really believing in what you can accomplish, that's kind of what we do early morning, every Friday morning when I'm training with these players, and then it it automatically spills over to them studying better, uh, being more organized, accomplishing more in life, seeing big picture, uh, giving back more. So I I don't think it takes something that we're, like, convincing them. I think that probably even after the first or second session, they'll already realize that they could be really, really special. And I can't take any credit for what's going on at YU right now. My only goal is to try to let them know that they could potentially be very special and that they're going to be entering a really special program. And if they do the right things, they're going to be able to, to experience things in life that will last forever for them and, and everyone who they whoever comes to watch them play as well and inspire them. And I think you've said this, but I want you to reiterate it. Um, the experience you just described, you know, getting on that court at least once a week or whatever it is that, uh, that, you, that you demand from them, will enhance their tefillah, will enhance their Torah study, will make them better at handling their personal schedule, which includes both of those things. Am I, am I right that you would agree with what I just said? A hundred percent, because I feel like the greatest way to have a relationship with Hashem and the Torah and everyone else around you is when you feel good about yourself. It's much easier to inspire people when you feel good about yourself, when, when you're reaching your own goals, when physically you feel good and emotionally you feel good and spiritually you feel good, you're much better equipped to, to keep moving forward in your own life but realizing that you could also help inspire other people as well. And that's exactly right. And that's why we do it early in the morning when, you know, I could, most other players are not training that hard um, at that time in the morning, no matter what, you know, rain, whatever it is. And I'm so proud of them. And I tell them that after every session, and, and that's exactly right. The goal is that it, it will unite everything else in their life. Tamir Goodman is with us from Israel. We will talk about his event coming up. Don't worry. Um, it, 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 try to do this with me if you can. I know that people you know, that don't, don't like to speak too specifically because it could get into some sensitive areas. But without mentioning any names um, and, and not giving us any you know, really good hints, let's put it that way, can you can you tell me and give me an example of a player that we see now that you've worked with who had a who had a skill that was really raw and that you were able to help him develop? I don't know. Is there somebody on the court now for YU who who couldn't dribble with two hands or who didn't drive properly or didn't know how to set up for a defensive rebound? Could you give us an example like that? Well, I could say that. Um... My goal really is to let them know that they're about to play at a level that they could have never imagined, you know, um, you know, and my goal is that it's, it's the little things that, you know, they're going to have to be able to learn how to shoot over someone who's six foot 10. They're going to have to be able to get their shot off much quicker. They're going to have to be able to read coming off every type of screen, whether it's a a back cut, fade cut, curl cut, they're going to have to be able to read all this. And if they're they're going to be successful, they're going to have people to have the right footwork and the right fundamentals and setting their hands the right way and doing all the little things to help them play at a level that they could never imagine and then be as ready as possible for when they get to YU. And when I'm watching, you know, the tape, that that's what, what makes me most proud is to see the little things I've, I've carried over and brought them success at the next level. And, you know, it's a lot of it's like at the beginning of the year when they start training with me, they're like, 
there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. Or I'm, and then, you know, towards the end of the year, they realize, wow, they can. And, you know, that's a great thing. So I can't say anything specific about one player, but I can say that when I'm watching the game tape, I'm just so proud to see how well they're doing. And obviously it's because of the coaching staff at YU and the greater coaching staff that's involved with the team. But hopefully somehow along the way I've helped them a little bit make that transition as smooth as possible. Do you think that that was a big difference maker for you, that you had a coach, Coach Katz, in high school that – really, you know, drove those things that you just mentioned, that list you just mentioned, really drove them home for you and expected you, even at that age, to be able to decipher all that on the court? 100%. I've been blessed to run camps and clinics and speak across the world over the last 10 to 15 years, and I almost start up every speaking engagement with the same message, and that is I was very blessed to grow up next to Coach Katz because if I wouldn't have grown up next to him, I wouldn't have been able to accomplish what I've been able to accomplish simply because he never let me settle and he always believed and taught me how to believe in myself and, and understand this mission and what could be accomplished through basketball. And there's just no way I would have accomplished any of this without him. I can remember specifically when I was about maybe 15, 16 years old going to play against college players in Baltimore, and I, I was unsuccessful. You know, I, I was playing one-on-one, and I, you know, I was getting the ball stripped away from me for the first time, and I, I couldn't finish the way I wanted to finish. And at one point, I went underneath the hoop, and I just put my head up against the pad, and I, I started crying. And uh, he just looked at me, and he said, look, do you want to play at the next level? And I said, yeah, he's, if you want to play at the next level, you're going to be able to be able to score and guard these type of people. So if you want to stop and you want to cry, let, let's just go home right now. But if, if you want to do this, you know, this is the level that you're going to have to be able to play at, and here's what it takes to do it. And uh, I just turned around, and I got right back on the court, and I got – you know, these type of, I was exposed to these type of work ethic, this type of knowledge of basketball at a very, very young age. So by the time, you know, I got to college, um, I was as, as ready as possible. I know I had a lot of transitions and stuff in college, but I, I would, I, I think my favorite compliment that I've ever got, you know, after playing at Towson was, you know, the head coach was interviewed, Coach Jazz, after my freshman year playing Division One basketball. I get to the local newspaper and he said, you know, it took me a year to realize how advanced or how good Tamir really was. And when he said that, I just thought of Coach Katz right away because he prepared me as much as possible. For Unbelievable. This. So that's hopefully my goal is going to be with, with these young younger players going to play at, at YU and the ones who are currently there. How many years ago was your first appearance at the Sarachek tournament? I think 1998. Well, so, so I'm really dyslexic. You're going to have to help me with the math on how many years ago that was. So I, ha- I hate to go back 20 years, but I was in the room that day. Was was it unfair for them to double-team Tamir Goodman, or that's a legitimate strategy? No, I think it's a legitimate strategy. But, you know, what I, what I think about when I think about the Farachek tournament is what a great experience uh, for me because it, it really did prepare me for college basketball. Wow. You know, the, the, the travel, the hotel, the experience, you know, and literally two years later I was doing the same thing, but I'm playing against Michigan, I'm playing against LSU, I'm playing against Villanova. But the experience of, like, being in a hotel with your team, traveling, representing your school when you're far away from your school, all that I really got to experience at the Sarachek and uh, really helped me uh, for, for college as well. So that's mostly what I, my, my main takeaway from the Sarachek tournament, and I'm so glad to see that it's thriving and having such a positive impact on so many young Jewish players. It certainly is. All these years later, it's amazing. And it's coming up soon, as you know. All right, uh, Tamir Goodman, basketball clinic right here. You're going to be at Basketball City right here on South Street uh, in Lower Manhattan starting Sunday, March the 3rd. I assume is it an all-day clinic? 
Yeah, it's going to be from 10 to 4 p.m. I'm also going to be speaking there. And I feel like basketball is at its best when it's used as a tool to help other people. Um, this clinic specifically is to try to raise money for a uh, scholarship fund for um, students that are struggling and families are struggling with the tuition crisis. So hopefully through basketball we'll be able to help them out. The UCEF fund has a very innovative way to help families in need uh you know, combat against the, the tuition crisis. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm thankful that they're bringing me in, and uh, it should be an incredible event. Now, is this specifically aimed at our community? Is this a, a general New York City event? How would you classify it? Yeah, I think it's uh, for the families mostly that are, you know, affected by the UCEF Foundation, but obviously everyone's welcome. They can come, train. Um, they just have to email Sammy at UCEF.com for more information. All right, Sammy, S-A-M-M-Y, at UCEF.com. You have three clinics going on, as you said, starting at 10 in the morning and ending at 4 p.m. It's on Sunday, March the 3rd. And you, you say it's for people, or I should say boys, age 10 through 19. It can't, can one pick up important pointers in a two- or four- or six-hour session? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, we will provide them with the tools they need to learn the techniques, and then they'll continue on and keep working on it, and hopefully it'll help their game. Um, there's, I should also say that there's going to be a lot of different activities for the entire family, a lot of fun activities. So even if you're not a basketball player, uh, there's going to be all sorts of um, entertainment there for the entire family. So I look forward to seeing as many people out there as possible. And as I said, you know, I mean, again, you heard me say it's right here, so we've walked in there. It's a beautiful facility, Basketball City. Yeah, I've heard amazing things about it, and I'm so excited to, to actually see it and be part of this event. I feel like a big part of my life nowadays is trying to help people through basketball, and whenever uh, I could be involved in that, I'm, I'm, I'm always excited to do it. A special basketball clinic with Tamir Goodman. Boys age 10 through 19. The clinics begin at 10 a.m. They go until 4 o'clock on Sunday, March the 3rd, right here at Basketball City on South Street, uh, on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. You could register at LegacyTournament.com. You could email Sammy at UCEF.com. at UCEF.com or dial 917-647-9276. Again, that's 917-647-9276. Now, when, when you, when you uh, finished playing college basketball, did you know that your future would be in coaching, in training, in you know, I guess what we'd call, you know, basketball-centric. Yeah, I think that was the angle because I've always loved basketball, and I never really just played basketball just for myself. I always tried to play basketball uh, to represent something bigger than myself, and um, I think and I feel very blessed that I'm able to con continue to do that now, even though I can't physically play professionally anymore. I'm just involved in so many different projects through basketball. It's such an exciting thing, whether it's my overnight camp in Jerusalem, I'm involved in um, – a uh, movie documentary that's coming out soon, and a, a major um, sports media outlet is, is platform is, is doing a big feature on me that's coming out soon, and just involved in a lot of different cassette projects and, you know, product development, sports startups, so many things related to Israel and Jerusalem, and just every day is an exciting day for me, and it's all through basketball. So I just can't thank Hashem enough that I'm able to do exactly what I love, where I want to be doing it, and with who I want to be doing it with it. And I'm just uh, really, really grateful and try to live every day to its fullest. Um, which, uh, again, it's which, which, which which, products of yours have made it? Well, my tzitzit, 
uh, obviously um, have been really successful. Uh, compression fits your teeth where athletes around the world are wearing them now. Um, I'm glad that Amari loves them too. <laughs> um, and uh, I, uh, I'm very excited that Zone 190, my multi-angle pitchback, has been bought by many NBA teams, and I've had the great honor of, of not only selling it to NBA teams but working on the court, on the NBA court with NBA coaches, just going through different scenarios and just seeing their reaction and how much they love the product. Um, and now it's kind of taken on a new meaning because I'm able to help the sports tech ecosystem here in Israel, which is exploding, work as a consultant for different Israeli startups. And uh, it's, it's just very exciting. You know, the tzitzit is something that, you know, I played played professionally wearing my tzitzit, and I always wanted to, to help Jewish athletes be able to play with them, uh, whoever was interested in, in a more comfortable way. So I'm glad we were able to do that. And then Zone 190, I thought of after I got hurt, um, I took all the basketball knowledge and I said, you know what, I, even though I got hurt and I can't play anymore, I'm going to try to help the next generation of players. And when a huge college team or a huge NBA team, uh, even the top high school teams in the country buy it and give me great feedback, it just makes me feel really good because even though I can no longer physically play, at least spiritually, I hope, I hope in some way I'm, I'm helping the next generation of players. Are you working on a uh, kippah that doesn't fall off? <laughs> Not yet, but... Um, you know, I, I have been very proud to see the Big Kiddush Hashem that's coming out in the world more and more with with all sorts of athletes, and um, hopefully they'll continue to do that. Um, I know Y has been a great example of that, and um, hopefully everybody in their own journey, in their own way, uh, through their own, uh, you know, I feel like when you have a strong identity, it just helps you bring more light to the world and actually other people will, will come to respect you even more. I, I remember specifically one time in my career where we were at an away game playing uh, in college and a lot of the fans were, were, were taunting me about my kippah and they were singing a chant that said, where did number 22 get his hat from? The rabbi, the rabbi. And they were on me for a long time. Um, and actually after the game when I was getting on the team bus, a lot of the fans were, even though it was an away game, were, were waiting by our team bus and I thought that was pretty strange at first. But uh, as I was going on the bus, the guy who was, like, leading the chance cut me off. He didn't let me go on the bus, and I was scared for one second. Why is this guy, you know, after chanting the whole game, why is he waiting by the bus? And I was shocked to see he actually took out his hand, and he said, you know, I, on behalf of all of us, I just want to shake your hand because um, even though we were, you know, making fun of you, basically, or singing about that hat on your head the whole game, you never took it off. Congratulations. Very, so, um, very interesting. Wow. What city was that in that that happened? That was in Louisiana. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. By the way, back to the startups for a second. Your role is basically to give your opinion about, about whether a product can work or, or, or could be successful. Is that what you're lo they're looking to for? Well, more than that, I guide them through. I use my contacts. Um, I use the success of Zone 190 to help the Israeli startups. Um, right. There's so many incredible things that are coming out of Jerusalem. And if I could help people, guide them, I've learned so much, you know, through the patent process, through the marketing process, sales. So I just use my knowledge and my experience to help them, you know, have success with their products. And um, I'm currently a consultant for like four startups now, and another one called me today. So I hope to continue to do that because I feel like everything I went through on and off the court, I went through not just for my own personal journey, but hopefully to help other people, both players and startups and coaches, and anything else in between. Um, I think that's a big part of the reason that I also do a lot of clinics with special needs kids because I, when I got hurt, I was like, wow, this is what it feels like to lose your dream. 
you know, that whole sensitivity, all the work that I work with my camps and clinics and special needs kids, it all comes from that energy. And I feel like I went through all that so that hopefully I can inspire the next generation of players. Ah, just amazing. Um, Do do you agree, Tamir Goodman is with us, do you agree that, at least in my day, I don't know if it's still the same, I'm curious, uh, the average teenager in the U.S. played basketball much differently than the average teenager in Israel? I'm I'm speaking about in the blacktop in the backyard. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, officially with teams. Do you you agree there was a, a, or might still be, an Israeli style that's much different than what our kids here grow up with? I think 100% there's Israeli basketball and European basketball, 100%. But I think that the gap is is starting to close because of the Internet. Meaning my son, for example, who grows up here in Israel, he sends me a message. You know, he wants me to wake him up at 3 o'clock in the morning to watch the All-Star game last night. So <laughs> by, by, by 6 o'clock in the morning, he's already seen all the moves from the NBA, and they're able to – Rewatch them over and over again, and so the same moves that the kids in America watched last night at the All Star Game are the same moves that the kids in Israel are watching. And because they could replay it on YouTube or whatever it is over and over and over again, they're all working on the same moves. So eventually, you know, it's going to kind of mesh into the same moves. I would say I don't know if overall the same basketball. I think European basketball is going to be a little bit different, but as far as the moves that the kids are working on. They're all watching the stars and all trying to mimic the stars. And where we would watch it, you know, and see one highlight and then go to our backyard and, and replay it in our mind over and over again. Did you see what Jordan did that night? I think he did this. We talk about it with our friends and try to react it, you know, reenact it over and over again. It was mostly our imagination where here the kids have the phone right near the court. They watch it over and over again, and then they have that advantage of practicing with that move until they perfect it. And that's kind of uniting the players um, from across the globe, and, uh, you know, it, I don't know if you saw, but uh, there was an Israeli kid that won the MVP of the Basketball Beyond Borders uh, at, at, at All-Star Weekend. Wow. So we see that, we see that uh, you know, the, the game is kind of uniting and in a different way, but it's, it's through the Internet, I would say. Well, you know, you know what an old guy like me would say. So basically the NBA is destroying uh, global basketball the way it destroyed American basketball. <laughs> well, there, you know, there, there's – there's no doubt that the NBA is is gone global. Um, I Dikembe Mutombo was here, I want to say three or four weeks ago, and they just opened up the junior NBA here in Jerusalem, uh, which my kid is, my son Matanel is now part of. And um, you know, in 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 some way, it's it's really cool. And that is, you know, my I just talking about my son this morning. He's like, oh, there's a commercial for junior NBA. I'm part of the junior NBA, wow. and here's a kid that grows up in Jerusalem and is now directly affiliated with that, yeah. and it's just, I don't know, as a kid growing up, you know, just thinking about the kids who made Aliyah years ago, that might have been, like, something they could have thought of, like, oh, I can't make Aliyah, what's going to happen to my basketball, what's going to happen to my sports? But nowadays, it's like the basketball is developed, the sports are developed so well here throughout Paul Jerusalem, the Paul Jerusalem youth team, but now it's, it's also at the junior NBA, so... There is something really cool about this whole project and the fact that Dikembe Mutombo comes here and says, I can't wait to come back to Jerusalem, and he's the guy that travels all over the world. Yeah. I think it's really cool for the youth to see that here. So yeah, uh, it's, it's been a really interesting process, the great journey, a great ride. I've met him on more than one occasion. He's an unbelievable mensch and loves the Jewish people. Uh, and you get yeah. to, and you get and you get to meet a lot of people like that, which is amazing. What are you going to do when Natanel has to decide about playing for YU or playing for Apollo Yerushalayim? 
I'm gonna have to talk. talk I'm gonna have to talk personally with Elliot Simon and let them and let them figure it out. I, I, I'm the type of father that 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 supports their their kids. Whatever they want to do. My father, blessed memory, did the same thing, and I'm I'm gonna do the same thing with him. Whatever he wants to do, he could do, and I'll. We'll be my wife and I will be there to support him. Hey, has Elliot ever become suspicious of some of these players you're training? You're trying to keep for Apoel, or uh, that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> hasn't hasn't happened yet. We're right now 100% getting them ready for YU, and um, hopefully YU's been happy with how they're arriving there. Tamir, I hate to ruin your week, but you're going to have to stay up until 3 a.m. to watch the game tonight against Purchase. You're going to have you have no choice. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know what? Thank God I have five. Thank God I have five. We've been blessed with five amazing children. Waking up at 3 a.m. isn't uh, that uncommon anymore. <laughs> Phenomenal. And when you watch that team, you should be proud. They are just, like I keep saying, they are not only representing themselves and why you well, they are representing the Jewish people well, both on and off the court. And to bring this conversation full circle, it all comes back for us to a Yeshiva University basketball. Tamir, this has been an unbelievable pleasure for me. Good luck with the clinic. I remind everybody that Tamir Goodman is coming to the U.S., boys age 10 through 19. Parents, do yourself a favor. Sign up for the clinic just so your kids can meet Tamir. He's an unbelievable inspiration. Uh, the clinics begin at 10 a.m. and go until 4 o'clock right here at Basketball City in Lower Manhattan uh, on Sunday, March the 3rd. Information about all of this, go to LegacyTournament.com. Uh, email Sammy at ucef.com, sammy at ucef.com, or dial the number 917-647-9276. Tamir, it was great seeing you in Israel, and it's always a pleasure to speak to you, sir. Thank you so much, and continue. And uh, really appreciate you for everything. Big a long, long-time fan of yours on the show, and just wish you and your all your listeners continued blessing and success. Tadaraba, there he is, Tamir Goodman. A very special Monday morning conversation at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM comes from Miami. Um, from the uh, from the most recent uh, album Forever. Here at JM in the AM, Sandy Schmueli with Vani. You heard Mordechai Shapiro in there with Lee. My thanks to Tamir Goodman. Well, Mayor Weingarten is with us live via telephone. It gives me great pleasure on this Monday, President's Day, and Erev Purim Katan to say that Mayor will be doing a, excuse me, a live Israel show at 9 a.m., just 13 minutes from now, from 9 a.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern time right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And he has a whole bunch of topics that he's going to be discussing, but this list of topics was prepared before the bombshell news from Israel. Mayor Weingarten, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. I put that bombshell news on top of my little list that I have with me. It's on top of the big pile, huh? It's on top of the big pile. We won't spend a lot of time on it because um, I have all that other stuff I want to talk about. You're just full of stuff this week. Oh, my God. Well, election season, my friend. Yeah. You're talking about the uh, sort of retirement, if you will, of Tippi Livni, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, we've been mentioning it all morning, and I said that uh, that you for sure are going to add that to your list. Yes, I did. I did, in fact. And um, I don't know. As as historic, it, it was funny how the Jerusalem Post article actually says in it. I never really thought of this. I never thought of it like this that she came this close to being prime minister. Mm-hmm. And I never thought of it like that. You you'd agree objectively that that's a correct statement because I still think yes. that that in the in in the air of of the post Olmert. Uh, prime ministership, I still think she was a long shot. You don't agree with that? She came within, I think it was one vote at the time, of being the largest party. Whether... No, 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 no. That, we're talking about two different elections now. Okay. In, a, in, in other words, the post is, the one you're talking about is is the opposite. She won it. Uh, the one you're talking right, about. Right, she won by one vote. Right. You're right. But, they, but they still gave Netanyahu the right to. Right, uh, he had he had the bigger block. Correct. Um, which which elections are you talking about? But I'm saying that when when Olmert left, is that the same election? Was that the same election after Olmert was? No, I mean Kadima wasn't around that much. So oh maybe so it was the same election. Yeah, that she she, I mean she was closest to dethroning, if you will, Netanyahu, or not dethroning in that case. Oh, but okay. So here's he, here it is. Here it is. Okay, here it is. Here's what here's why I'm either confused or now completely cleared up. Here we go. You ready? Okay. Here's, here's what it says. She came close to becoming prime minister in 08, but did not succeed in forming a government after former prime minister Olmert resigned. In the 09 election, she led Kadima to one more seat than Lee could, but, was asked, but he was asked, meaning that it was asked to form a government. Right. Oh, so, so really was, when Olmert resigned, she right. could have been Correct. prime minister had she been able to put together. Well, okay. That was, here. that was the time where I don't remember how close she was. On the other one, I think we always knew that no matter how well they did, they would still let the you know, try to form a government. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, and it's true now, too, that the, the real contest is between the two blocks of votes, the right and the left, really. And... Um, and and the right still, with all the polls and Gantz and Lapid and everything and all that other stuff, the right still comes out ahead. Right. And that would, uh, again... Not by much, but... Right, but that, again, would uh, would favor the prime minister to then go ahead and try and, and be right. asked to form a party, right? Correct. Until right. So he that's has what... to leave, like, for right. the same reason that Omer left. So... Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't want to say, because it's not fair, but, yeah. Right. So that's the that's how I remember '09, the same type of environment. What I didn't realize, and this was my point, 
was that in 08, after he resigned, she was given the opportunity and couldn't do it. That I never good realized. Point. That's right. a good point. Right. I didn't think of it, and uh, they're making. I have to, we have to look into what happened there, but probably right. she just couldn't get together enough of a right. coalition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things I could talk about, because, you know, this week, this Thursday, is, is what they call the closing of the, li- of the slate. Right. Right, so every all the all every the every list way. every list has got to be in by Thursday, <laughs> right? And some lists have to be in before. It's interesting how it happens. Each one gets an appointment with the list of the doctor, I guess, and <laughs> and some of their appointments are on Wednesday, late Wednesday. Right. Some, you some do, the, you'll do the book report during first period, and yes. <laughs> right? So it's crazy what a system. Anyway, so uh, it's really no point in talking now about all the different things. We'll know better on Thursday. Next Monday, God willing, we'll have a, a, a real first sort of look at, at the field, because up, up until then, nothing is relevant. But today, we're going to discuss the actual voting method. Okay. And that's interesting. You know, uh, the, the high-tech superpower, Israel, votes with little notes that are four inches by uh, two and three-quarter inches, you know, in, in area. And they drop that paper they, into, into a box. Into an envelope. Oh, into an envelope. And that envelope goes into another envelope. Wow. And then that goes into a cardboard box. Well, whoever has the envelope concession in Israel is doing really well these days. Yeah, well, well what about the little piece of paper concession? That's even, that's even more in demand because they keep handing them out. You know, they give it to people trying to get them to vote for certain parties so before you go in. But what's on the note? What does it say? It the, has letters, big letters. Representing the party, right? Right. So the Labor Party is Emet. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Um, talk about it, talk about false news. Yeah, fake, fake, fake news. <laughs> false, <laughs> fake fake news. news. And and the Likud is Machal and so forth and 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 so on. So if a new party comes along, they want to get. How do they get the letters that they want? Well, right. it turns out that the parties that own any letter that they have, let's say the Marach owns. Alice Mem and Tuff. So if another party wants a Mem, it's it's like Wheel of Fortune. If you <laughs> you want to buy a Mem, <laughs> you got to ask the other party. And if they don't want to give you the Mem, too bad. Wow, it's, it's like insane. And and I found out though that there is there is a country that's voting uh, votes votes uh, um, less scientifically, if you will. And that is. Uh, Gambia. <laughs> they're they're just below Israel, huh? They vote they vote with marbles. I'll explain it on the show how that happens. That's all yes. coming up. Plus, you claim that uh, someone has called Israeli soldiers who serve in Judea and Samaria quote animals. Yeah, that's a serious uh, discussion. Uh, uh, yes, yes, a, a media personality in Israel live on primetime TV. Pretty and amazing. It's made. And, and then she, she, at the end of the show, she came with a clarification, which I think was almost worse than the initial statement. Wow. So we have the, the audio, and everyone can judge for themselves. We'll play it for you. All right. It's all coming up. Mayor Weingarten, don't forget to, to like the Israel Show Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. Six minutes from now, it's the fresh, brand-new live edition of the Israel Show with and Mayor. And great music. And plus, sorry. Plus great music. Uh, all happening between 9 and 10. K- k- uh, Tadaraba, Kavod Gadol. Thank you so much, Mayor. Simcharaba. Have a wonderful uh, President's Day. Tadaraba. And a wonderful Erev Purim Katan. You're listening to JM in the AM.
My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com. On the NachumSegal Network. And of course, on the beloved NSN app. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Don't forget, you can sponsor part or all of a JMN broadcast in honor of somebody, in memory of somebody, whatever the occasion. Go to fjbunity.org, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. fjbunity.org. Click on sponsorship opportunities for all the details. Don't forget, tonight starts Purim Katan, so there's no Tachanun at Mincha today. And none the entire Tuesday and Wednesday for Purim Katan and Shushan Purim Katan. We'll be here tomorrow. What are we going to do to celebrate Purim Katan? Not sure yet. It's a very good question. I'm sure we'll figure it out. Thanks so much for tuning in. Mayor Weingarten is next. There'll be no after further review at 10 a.m., but at 11 a.m., Jake Novak with Novak Now coming up here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.